Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. I'm the founder of Divorced Girl Smiling, the company that connects people facing divorce with trusted, vetted divorce professionals. We're also a podcast, a website, a mobile app, and I offer the free consult. Before we get started, I want to take a second and recommend a wonderful divorce coach. Her name is Beverly Price, and Beverly is the founder of her company called Her Empowered Divorce. Beverly has been doing this for so long, and she's so good at it. She helps people prepare for their divorce and avoid so many mistakes and become empowered. I just love Beverly, and I can't say enough about her. If you want to learn more, you can find her in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling or at HerEmpoweredDivorce.com. So obviously, I'm not a man, but I divorced a man. And then after my divorce, I met became friends with, interviewed, dated, had relationships with many, many divorced men. In my community, there was a divorce kind of group of men and women who started hanging out and texting each other and we would meet out. And I got to know a lot of divorced men. So in this podcast, I want to talk about 10 emotions of a man going through a divorce. Now, I'm not saying I'm right. This is just my perception. I'm not saying that every man has all of these emotions. and But I want to let you know the reason why I decided to write this article. Two reasons. First, to help validate the feelings of men going through a divorce. Like if you're a man listening to this, you might think, yeah, she's right. I feel that way. And secondly, to enlighten women who are going through a divorce and help them understand how their ex might be feeling. So because I am not a man, I decided to do this podcast with a man. And I want to introduce my co-host for the day, His name is Hirsch Sermon. I just love Hirsch. I've known him for many, many years. And Hirsch is a financial coach and tax expert. He has a niche in divorce. He helps people going through a divorce, answer questions, organize their finances. He's not an investment person. He's not going to try to get your portfolio, but he's more of a coach and a consultant. So hi, Hirsch. Hey, thank you, Jackie. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm really glad to have you here. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun because yeah. when you read when you read my article, you I think sent me an email and was like, I agree with some of the things. So this will be good. <laughs> um, so I forgot to mention to my listeners something really important is that Hirsch is divorced. Yes. So he's divorced dad. So he definitely gets it and he's in the business. So he is doubly prepared. All right. I'm going to go through these 10 emotions that I wrote, and then you tell me your take on it, Hirsch, and tell me if, if I'm right or wrong or somewhere in between. So the first one I wrote is shock. 
And this applies to men and women, but for yeah. some reason, I feel like even if the guy knew that the divorce was coming, there's still sort of a sense of shock, haze, kind of like it feels surreal. I, I, I agree with that uh, 100%. I think there's an enormous change that's going to happen in your life. There's a shock with that. There's a shock of what I know is my life is going to be finished in some ways. Um, and it's also interesting because women do file more than men, which means a lot more men could be, you know, feeling this as they go through a divorce. And then with men and women, as, as you mentioned, sometimes they feel both. Sometimes they're completely blindsided by something like this. And that could create even more shock, I think, sometimes as well. In the article, I wrote something that might piss some people off. I wrote, in my opinion, most men don't leave their wives unless they're leaving for another woman. If you're upset with me for that, I'm sorry, but I'm just talking about my experience. And so if a man leaves his wife for another woman, obviously he's not going to be in shock. Hirsch, do you think that what I said was true? Do most men leave their wives if they have another woman? If not, it's the wife who leaves more? You know, I've never taken this like poll or statistic, but I, I do think that's a big reason. I've heard that a lot. You know, and again, this can happen both sides of, of the relationship, but I hear addiction is also another big one that is playing in as well at this point. I don't know if that was exacerbated by, you know, uh, COVID and what happened through COVID, but um, those are the two probably bigger reasons that I'm hearing people are getting divorced or why men are leaving are those well, two reasons. Way before COVID, I heard that yeah. addiction is actually the number one reason for divorce. Now, so, I don't, it was some study, you know, who knows, but I could see that being a huge reason. Right. Let's move on to number two of the 10 emotions of a man going through a divorce. Fear of not spending time with the kids. Big one. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, feel for that? Me, there was a huge one. I, it was one of my absolute have to haves. Was fifty fifty at a minimum. Um, you know, when you're not with your kids, you're wondering a little bit, or maybe they wondering. I should say, you know, Dad doesn't want us as much. What's going on? Mom's got us more. Why doesn't Dad want us? Or you know, from the from my perspective, if, you know, if I had got less, I could have been thinking, is this going to ruin my relationship with my kids? Because I'm not going to see them as much and I'm going to miss things in their life. And what does that mean? Are we going to still be able to be as close as we are? So I, I think, uh, you know, there's a, there's a real fear of, I want to be there. I want to be engaged. I want to be a part of their life. I want to see them grow up. And am I going to be able to do all of that? I completely understand you. My heart goes out to fathers who end up sort of being nudged out because in most divorce scenarios, it's the husband who moves out of the house and gets yeah. the apartment and then things just get easier and you know, it gets easier to just stay at mom's. Oh, dad's is too far. It's late. Why don't they just stay here? Now, I'm not bashing any women. I promise you, I understand. What I want to say about this is that both parents want their kids. It's probably the biggest heartbreaking part of divorce because both parents 
want to be with their kids all the time. And it's just impossible with divorce. So I can completely understand that it's, and I remember so many of these fathers that I met were just, they almost felt like beaten down because they were so depressed that they weren't with their kids more. The, the topics I hear most out of everything that comes up are kids and finances. You know, those are the two big topics that I tend to discuss with people. All right. So let I'm going to jump through these other ones and we'll go back to them. Let's talk about finances. So one of okay. the other feelings is financial fears and insecurities. Now, not only does this hit personally for you, Hirsch, but also this is your business. So tell my listeners how you yeah. feel about that. Yeah, and the truth is, I would not be focused on the divorce world if I hadn't gone through a divorce, right? I would not have got my certified divorce financial analyst designation if I hadn't gone through it. And it's such a desperately needed, uh, you know, field and and the guidance that people get because they're so unfamiliar with it. You know, one of the big ones when it comes to it, there's always this mindset of scarcity. I'm giving up half of my retirement. Can I retire? Am I going to be able to make it through the month because I've got to pay maintenance or child support or the balancing? And and again, I yes, I'm a finance guy, but I'm a father and I'm I you know I'm I'm very engaged in the emotional side of life. But balancing creating a an emotional security for you and your kids, which sometimes has a financial spend to it, and balancing that with maintaining that financial security, I think is a very big one for a lot of people. It's so stressful. And I think finances are stressful for men and women, but I see it in men, even in all different economic situations, Right. from people who are struggling to even the most wealthy, they are so stressed that it's not going to be enough. And it's a horrible feeling. And I just, I feel for people. I really do. And I'll tell you, Jackie, one of the things that that is amazing to me is as a society, we teach our, our kids like how to change a tire, how to cook a meal, do laundry, whatever it is. But I don't, my parents never sat down with me, not once and said, this is how you manage your financial day to day, your investments, your checkbook, your whatever, right? We never focus and teach our kids how to manage their financial life. And so I do find most of the time it is still the man who is managing the finances. It doesn't mean he's doing it well. He wasn't born with a calculator. Very often he's winging it. So number one is throw a divorce into the mix of not doing it great. That's number one. Or from the woman's perspective, it might be something they haven't done in 20 or 30 years and things have changed. And those are very big pieces to go through such a huge event in your life and be able to readjust and relearn everything. You're listening to the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. My name is Jackie Pilosoff and I'm your host. I am here today with financial coach and tax expert, Hirsch Sermon. And Hirsch and I are talking 10 emotions of a man going through a divorce. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we have seven more things that we're going to discuss. We'll be right back. 
I want to recommend two divorce professionals who I think you're going to want to know about if you're thinking about divorce or going through one. The first one is therapist Julie Walton. Julie is an LCPC who's been practicing for many years and she is committed to supporting individuals, couples, and families navigating diverse, complex issues, including divorce. She works with adolescents and adults who struggle with anxiety, depression, trauma, abuse, and of course, family conflicts and transitional life events. She is a trained divorce therapist and certified divorce mediators, which she earned from Northwestern University, and she's just a wonderful person. If you want to learn more about Julie, you can find her at NorthShoreReach.com or in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. I also want to talk about divorce attorney Anna Krolikowska. I have known Anna for at least a decade, and Anna, I've watched her practice grow. She's an amazing person, really driven, really compassionate, extremely dedicated to the profession, and I just love her. If you want to learn more, you can find her at her company, AnnaKLaw.com or in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. Welcome back to the Divorced Girls Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pilisoff, and I'm your host. Today, I am here with Hirsch Sermon, financial coach and tax expert, and Hirsch and I are talking 10 emotions of a man going through a divorce. Hirsch, we just talked about the financial stress that men and women feel, don't you think that that leads to the next thing that men are feeling in a divorce, which is resentment and then anger? So those are two things, but let's talk about them together. There's yeah, resentment absolutely. and anger. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I, I think there's, there's a couple of things, you know, if you want to look at the kind of, and I'm using air quotes for those of you listening, the kind of primitive primitive man is to make his family feel secure and protected and now they've failed at that and you know so they could be anger at themselves sometimes uh it can be you know anger and resentment can go inwards or outwards right it is something to remember it could be at the situation itself you know uh they could feel they got a raw deal in the divorce if it's gone through and, and finalized it could be at having to pay that maintenance or the child support because they live with me 50% of the time. Why am I paying more money? Uh, it could be a lot of things. And I think it, if people are not deliberate in the way they go through a divorce, and part of that is getting emotional health, mental health help, I do think that can fester and grow as opposed to uh, kind of work its way out of somebody's system. And, you know, especially if you feel you got a raw deal in the divorce or often the one spouse feels the other spouse is coming out so much better and they're going to live a better life than I am and all the rest that comes with that. And that is, well, can, you know, kind of create resentment and anger for people as well, I think. Well, tell me if you agree with this, but a lot of the men that I hung out with and got to know, they were angry at all women. 
So like, that's another form of anger. They would be just like really kind of angry. And so some of the men coped with it where they just dated every woman that walked. Right. Other ones didn't want to date anyone or they couldn't have good relationships because as Hirsch said, they didn't go to therapy and work through their feelings of anger and resentment. I heard a lot of men say stuff like, I was a good husband. I didn't cheat. I always provided for my family. I'm such a good dad. She never appreciated me. She was mean to me. She never wanted to have sex with me. Why would she do this? Why would she ruin our life and put us in this financial strain like she's doing? And so I'm just trying to explain to people what I remember hearing from so many divorced men. And there might be men listening going, yes, yes, this is how I feel. And there might be women saying, well, he's not saying when men said this to you, Jackie, he's not telling you about the 20 years I begged him to go to therapy or how I kept telling him things were wrong. I wasn't happy. I wanted a different kind of marriage and he wouldn't listen. And divorce was the only way to wake him up. So my point in saying all this is I'm not taking sides. I'm just trying to get men and women to understand what the other is thinking. Right, and there can be a myriad of reasons. The reason is not always the, uh, I guess our perception is our reality. And the reason that it happened versus the perception of why it happened is something else to understand. I think something just to throw out as well, even if you don't agree that somebody should feel that way, the reality is they are feeling this way, not every single emotion necessarily, but being able to understand if you're going through a divorce, don't push the buttons that are going to, you know, escalate those feelings. That's not going to help going through the process and having an amicable resolution. So yes, you're headed for divorce. If that's the case, that's okay. But I would, I would advise people and encourage you have an amicable divorce. You're still going to have to co-parent. You're still going to have to interact with them. And if you start pushing the buttons to really get those emotions flaring it's not going to play out well for the long term. And I think that's another piece that we're trying to bring out in this that's so important as well. Well, you're right. Anger, resentment, that all leads to spending more money, being more litigious, right. not getting the divorce outcome you want. And so I think what Hirsch is trying to say is that if you are going through a divorce, it's really hard. We're not saying it's easy but try to put your anger aside and really focus. When we say an amicable divorce, we don't mean friendly, best friends, hugging. We mean amicable in a business way. So the smart person gets what they want by being civil. We're not saying be best friends. We're saying being civil and being taking your anger out of it temporarily is a great way to get a better divorce outcome and get what you want. Absolutely. Number five that I saw in a lot of men are, they were almost like wounded and feeling rejected. Now, what you have to remember, Hirsch, is all these guys that I was hanging out with in bars weren't guys who left their wives for another woman. They were guys whose wives left them. That That's why they were at the bar. If they left for another woman, they'd be with her. Exactly. So, so all these men, they almost felt like they had been so hurt 
And maybe because they're men, and I'm putting that in quotes, they feel like they can't really show their vulnerability and show how much they hurt and they have to be strong and come on, toughen up. But these poor men, like they want to be loved and that's a complicated emotion. Yes, as a society to be vulnerable as a man is not manly, right? Um, And you're right, they can be feeling not good enough. They could be feeling no one's going to love them. They weren't the best partner or the best provider that they could have been. A a lot of emotions are going in there. I think sometimes we fill any void of knowledge with negative knowledge as opposed to positive. And so, yes, a lot of these people, as much as they want to cry out, I'm hurting, they have to kind of put on a front to say, look at me, I'm not hurting. And if that's hanging out in the bar, dating a bunch of people, whatever it might be to them, to, so to speak, prove that they're not hurting, sometimes that's the route they're going to take, as opposed to maybe a healthier route of getting the help that they need, working through their emotions, so that they don't feel less than and realize this marriage didn't work, but it doesn't mean they can't find another marriage or another partner that it could be wonderful with. Absolutely, especially if they're willing to do the work, go to therapy. And I really believe that through divorce, everybody has to experience all of the emotions, you know, like sadness, anger, um, you know, all the different emotions. And one of them is, I believe everybody needs to cry. Men too. It's very healthy to express that this is really hurting you. And there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. It's very healthy to feel it. The next emotion is the need to feel validated and that they still have it. Now, here's another one that people are going to kind of get pissed off. I feel like a lot of men really wanted to date and have sex with women as a way to prove to themselves that they're still desirable to other women that they're still attractive to other women, that they can still perform really well. And they have this attitude of like, well, my wife never appreciated sex with me and these women do. So, you know, I'm, I'm it. I'm like, you know, the shit. What do you think? And I'm not saying all men. I I think it plays in sometimes with that discussion we just had on being wounded or rejected and exactly what you're saying for many men. Now I want to be able to, whether it's proof to others or maybe proof to myself, I still got it, right? And I I do think that, again, this is one of those balancing pieces that become very difficult for some men. They need to, or, or they have a need for validation by a new partner and to feel good about themselves. But too often is that coming at pushing aside your relationship with your kids maybe and making them feel safe. And how do I balance that? This new love interest, whether it's a real love interest or a temporary love interest and, you know, creating that security for your children, because if you are down on yourself and I'm not good enough and no one's going to love me, are you really in that state going to be able to create a home that's secure as well? And I think there's a big balancing act for people to think through and this is where you were speaking about this you know uh, on our last conversation about checking in with your kids and seeing how they're feeling and how they're doing i might be thinking i'm i'm loving life right now and i'm not realizing my 
kids are hurting like anything, right? So being able to get the validation in the in the healthy, correct way without kind of abandoning the rest of the pieces of your life become a very important piece as well. Wow, I'm so glad you said that. And also we should address, you know, you don't have to introduce your kids to the first right. girlfriend or boyfriend if you're a woman that, you know, that you meet, even if you're so in love and you're so happy and you're thinking, I've been so lonely for so long and now I'm happy. I think that's great. That's wonderful. But don't bring the kids into it because they're still hurting and grieving over the other parent as well. I, I think also there's a little bit of a process in bringing them in as, you know, dad, in my case, dad's starting to date a little. Oh, I found somebody who's I'm interested in, and this is happening over time, not in a week. Okay, let me tell you a little about, okay, now maybe, you know, whatever the right thing is for you and your kids, you know your kids better than I do. But it's not a thing where I don't know that dad's dating and all of a sudden I'm being introduced to dad's new girlfriend, right? It should, I think, be a little bit of time that you take, introduce the fact that you're even dating. I think that becomes something they may have to contend with. Okay, now let's go to the next step, whatever that is. Same thing with women. Yes, also, absolutely. All right, number nine, I felt like men tended to become territorial of their ex. Like they were dating a bunch of people, but as soon as the wife got a girl, a boyfriend, they would say, well, I don't know if this guy is safe to be around my kids. Okay, right. that has nothing to do with it. Well, it could, but most times not. Or I don't trust her judgment. This guy could, you know, and it is scary to have somebody around your kids. If you're a guy, you don't know if this guy is right. psycho. I get it. But I think a lot of it was about being territorial and seeing the ex with someone else cause them pain. What do you think? I, I think there's a lot of validity to that. I think, you know, we, we it, I, it plays a lot with some of the things. Well, if she picks him and rejected me, like we were speaking earlier, that's a ding on me. So that's not what I'm going to admit to anyone. I'm just going to say that's not right for her. That's not right for the kids. I'm going to couch it under something else potentially. So I think part of it is if you work through and you're confident in who you are and work through your emotions, it's not going to be a threat to you or your, you know, your, your uh, validation in any way if they do start dating somebody else. And so I think it depends a lot on the individual, what they've done. And as you said, it's a, probably a very, very small percentage of people who are really unsafe to be around my kids and yes those should not be around your kid those people but when in general you're right i think they are couching it under certain things it's not the real reason that they don't you know that they believe that that person should not be there it's it's a very different reason looking for some excuse to get the guy out of the picture yeah, yeah. last one and hirsch this is a biggie Tell me if this happened to you. So a guy's wife leaves him and he really has no confidence, self-confidence at the beginning. And then all of a sudden, everyone and their brother wants to set him up. Women are all over him. He goes on these dating apps. He's getting swiped right a hundred times. He's going out with all these women. And then he gets like a little cocky. 
And I've had countless divorced men tell me that they were shocked at all the attention and the opportunities they had from single women. I, I think there's a lot to that. I And, you know, one of the things to be careful of is because you do, you're feeling rejected, you're feeling down, and all of a sudden you're thinking, oh, see, it was all her. It wasn't me. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing when you become cocky that you could start to think. And I encourage everyone listening, male or female, always understand what was your part in this, if you had a part, and bring those lessons into your next relationship. Don't get cocky like that. Don't start saying, look, everybody wants to be with me. It must be her. I mean, what's wrong with her? There's nothing wrong with me because everyone wants me. You know, be I just encouraged to to think through how can you always be a better person, a better partner, a better father, whatever it is. But yes, I think that can happen to people where they all of a sudden have attention that they haven't had in years sometimes. And that can be a big surprise. And then, as you said, it could create a little bit of uh, cockiness or attitude and, and hopefully just doesn't change the integrity of the person that they are. And then what happens is it drives the ex-wife nuts. Even if she wanted the divorce, when their ex gets a girlfriend or starts dating, they go crazy. I did it. It happened to me. And it happens to so many women I know. Like They're like, I can't believe he already has someone. The, the, the marriage must have meant nothing. He's already out dating 20 people and, and, you know, or he has a girlfriend already and they just can't even believe it. Yeah. Hirsch, thank you so much for spending time with me and for talking about this very important subject. I'm so happy to be here. And I, I think it's a wonderful topic. Not enough people are giving the other side, not men for the women and women for the men. Um, I, I just think there's a lot people can learn and, and use the information as they go through the divorce and beyond. And I want to tell my listeners, if you want to find Hirsch and work with him, you can find him at lifecycle.financial. That is his website. Or you can reach him at 312-985-6648. And Hirsch basically is a financial coach who can answer tons of questions for you. He's not trying to get your investment portfolio. He's a consultant and he can help you with taxes or any questions you have in regards to finances and divorce. In closing, what I want to say about this podcast and what we just discussed is that these emotions of men going through a divorce are very normal. They're very understandable. There's no judgment here, nothing negative. But if you see some of these things in yourself that we talked about, the best way to get healthier and have a better post-divorce life is to get therapy or get a divorce coach and work on yourself through opening up to somebody and figuring out why you did what you did so that you can be a better partner in the future and have a happier, healthier post-divorce life. So with that said, I want to encourage you, if you want to find trusted, vetted divorce professionals, or if you want to listen to more podcasts, read articles, download my mobile app, or sign up for my free consult, come see me at divorcedgirlsmiling.com.
www.thepowerofpositivity.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you real soon.